Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you. And I got my co-host, NFL Safety, J.J. Wilcox, finally back on the show after a couple of weeks off. And you know it's been a busy period of time for both J.J. and I, but we have gotten back together on this Tuesday, December 5th. Excited to have you on, brother. How's it going, man? It's a blessing to be here. I thank you. Um, I know time kind of got away from us around the holidays and everything, but it's good to be back, man. I've been been waiting to talk some good football with you, too, so it's a blessing. It's, it's good to be back. Well, I'll tell you what. Christmas time is coming. The NFL season continues to rapidly move along. Week 14 Cannot believe it. I always say it every week. This season's flying by, and I'm pretty sad about it because sooner rather than later, we're going to be done with NFL season, and we're going to have to wait another several months for the upcoming year. But until then, plenty at stake here in Week 14, JJ. Starting Thursday night, the Pittsburgh Steelers 7-5, Patriots 2-10, perhaps tanking the season, man. It is just crazy to see a Bill Belichick coach team have two wins through 13 weeks of football, obviously they're putting themselves in a position to take one of the top quarterback prospects, whether it be Drake May or Caleb Williams. Come April, we'll see. But the Steelers lost Kenny Pickett to an ankle injury. He is out on Thursday. Mitchell Trubisky will get the start. This is a Steelers team, JJ, that you and I have seen all season long. Defense has carried them. Offense, they've struggled. They've really... Had to make a change with Matt Canada being fired several weeks ago. And now Kenny Pickett's out of the lineup. And so you look like this team, they have to rely on the defense. They have to rely on Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. So Thursday night, 7-5, still a game back in the division, trying to fend off other teams for a wild card spot. A must win in Pittsburgh, J.J., That's why I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers in an ugly game. I don't think we're going to see much offense. Bailey Zappi looks like he's going to be the quarterback again for the Patriots. Mitchell Trubisky, he just cannot turn over the ball. Look for the Steelers to rely on Harris. Jalen Warren, try to get Fryermuth and Pickens involved early with some quick routes over the middle and then defensively let T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith tee off on Bailey Zappi and create some turnovers. So give me the Steelers 20 to 10, JJ. Yeah, um, it's pretty um, sad to see uh, the Belichick era um, kind of takes um, a downfall uh, this year. But it just goes to show you that the NFL, man, every year you have to come out and be prepared and and um, and be able to adjust on the run. But for Pittsburgh, I like Pittsburgh here too. I think Mr. Brixby, he came in and did a good job on 11 for 17 for 117 yards and a touchdown. Najee Harris, 
Um, I, I think he's getting he's going to get more carries and move forward. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I want to see him get into pain as well, like he did last week too. So give me Pittsburgh Steelers here to take care of business. Buccaneers, Falcons, Tampa Bay coming off a win. The Falcons atop the NFC South, JJ, 6-6, six and six, getting an ugly victory at MetLife Stadium, and they are trying to fend off Tampa and New Orleans for the top spot in what has been a very underwhelming NFC South division. Baker Mayfield, 2,790 yards passing, 18 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. And then for the Falcons, you have the rookie B. John Robinson, who's really broken out the last couple of weeks. Of course, the Jets kept a lid on his uh, performance on Sunday, bottled him up, but he's still got 756 rush yards, three touchdowns on the season. So you know Atlanta and Arthur Smith want to continue to give Bijan Robinson the ball and let their offense run through him. Now, J.J., in this matchup, this is a pivotal matchup because Tampa, with a win mm-hmm. here, could pull to within even in the division. Atlanta needs to get a win for some separation. This is a really tough game to call. But I will go ahead and give it to the Dirty Birds. As you say, Atlanta, they're going to be at home, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. An offense that should look to get B. John Robinson back going again. And then they have to utilize the pass game a little bit more, J.J. Drake London, Kyle yeah. Pitts, got to get them involved. Cordero Patterson is one of those dynamic weapons out of the backfield. And defensively, I've been very impressed with Atlanta. Bud Dupree has been a big addition. I mm-hmm. think they're going to continue to get after Baker Mayfield in the pocket, and that's why I'm going to pick Atlanta to win here, J.J., in a close one, 23-20. to 20. Yeah, I, I like what my home team is cooking up here. Uh, defensively, they they one of the top five defensive units in the in, in the NFL right now, and I like what Jesse Bates is doing. He was a big addition to him in the offseason. He's a guy that's a leader, proven on the field, and I think he's having a Pro Bowl type of season as well too, and leading those young cornerbacks and AJ Terrell and Jeff Acuno as well too. And the linebacker play has been uh, tremendous uh, outside of Bud Dupree and those other guys too. So. All I need for Riddle to do, man, is if he could just be consistent like he's um, kind of been known to do as far as just not turning the ball over in the red zone and, and keeping the ball conservative, run it when you don't have it, you know, do the check downs, look to your check downs, if not get out of bounds or throw the ball out of bounds. So if he could be smart with the ball, I think Atlanta have enough firepower on offense and defense to take care of business. So give me the Atlanta Falcons home to get the dub. Lions and Bears. Lions 9-3. and three. They're in the mix trying to get the top seed in the NFC. The Bears 4-8. and eight. They're going to be hosting the Lions at Soldier Field. And JJ, I have to say, you have to have some caution here when you're playing the Chicago Bears team because they have played some teams awfully tight. They picked up a victory and Justin Fields is back in the lineup. And so the Lions, we saw them slip up to the Packers on Thanksgiving and then the week prior nearly lost to the Bears in Detroit if it wasn't for a heroic late game comeback the Lions would have dropped that one to Chicago so this is no way an easy game for the Detroit Lions especially taking the road but I am gonna pick the Lions because I think this team under Dan Campbell continues to show resilience They're a gritty team. I don't think they're going to make a mistake like they did against Chicago the first time, perhaps overlooking them. They understand the importance of December football. And Amon Ross, St. Brown, David Montgomery, they continue to be key cogs along with Jameer Gibbs. And, of course, Jared Goff, 20 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. The Lions get it done in Chicago, 27-17. 
Yeah, um, it's tough to play as your um, your, your conference um, opponents twice a year. Uh, we know Chicago, know Detroit very well, and vice versa, as Detroit knows Chicago as well, too. So it's going to be a good tight game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout type game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring type of game, especially with the conditions up in Chicago in December. It's always a tough, tough place to play in. And like you say, for all the reasons, I like what Detroit's doing defensively. I think they know what they got at stake. I think the December ball is the time to make a statement and everything that you're wanting to do as a team moving forward in the playoff picture as well. So give me Detroit here. Um, like I said, it's going to be a close one. I think Justice Fields is going to have a great game as well, too, coming back and, and making his statement before the season ends and Chicago decide which way they want to go in the offseason. So give me Detroit here in a tight one uh, to pull it out um, in Chicago. JJ, Colts, Bengals, Indianapolis 7-5, and five, currently holding a playoff spot right now. And if you would have told us that they were going to be in playoff contention, I think everybody would have laughed. So what a job that they've done weathering the storm, losing Anthony Richardson early, and they just continue to play very well under Shane Steichen. And I think a lot of credit goes to him. Should probably be in the race for Coach of the Year just by the job he's done there in Indianapolis and of course Jonathan Taylor's out too so Zach Moss is having to once again step up in that RB1 role the Bengals though coming off a massive Monday mm-hmm. night football win five and six Jake Browning lit it up for Cincinnati they're five and six trying to get into the playoff picture themselves this is going to be a tight game and Cincinnati's defense under Lou Anarumo you know they're always going to show up ready to play Trey Hendrickson Sam Hubbard coming off the edge I got to tell you what, J.J., this Colts defense is pretty darn dangerous, but the Cincinnati Bengals are coming off some mojo. They still have proven that they can utilize Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Mitchell Wilcox, and I really like their running back coming on, Chase Brown, the rookie out of Illinois. I'm going to give it to Cincy here, J.J., at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati. The fans are going to be crazy. I think they win their second consecutive game. And Jake Browning, if he plays a little bit the way he played against Jacksonville, he's going to give this Cincy team a chance to win. And I'll take the Bengals here 20-16. to 16. Who that nation, baby? Um, I, I, now, before last night, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, even I had a conversation with my wife and different things like that as far as um, who's the quarterback. I knew I'm familiar with Jake Browning, but that team last night, they go in that environment to a very, very good, tough opponent in Jacksonville Jaguars um, and to take care of business the way they did. If they have that same approach with this next game, I like Cincinnati as well. I like what Jake Brown did. He was very conservative, 32 for 37, 354 yards, a touchdown, 115 um, quarterback rating. Uh, Joe Mixon did a good job of running that blocking for him. Uh, the Whippers did what they did on the outside, Jamar Chase doing what he does best in that defense, man, stepped up in some real crucial situation. I like Mike Hilton coming off the edge and doing some great things. I've liked what Cincinnati did. They did a good job protecting what they had, uh, knowing they strength, running the ball, and taking care of business. So I like Cincinnati here too. Jaguars, Browns, Trevor Lawrence. It was just announced by head coach Doug Peterson moments ago. He's got a high ankle sprain. It's his right ankle. He avoided any other major damage, so that is good news. It's not season-ending. He's considered week-to-week. He has not been ruled out for Sunday's game against Cleveland, so there's a chance he could tape up that ankle and give it a go considering Jacksonville's current playoff positioning. 
Uh, at Aiden Ford, you know, their lead in the division has shrunk to one with Indianapolis and Houston chasing them. So we'll see what happens with Trevor Lawrence. If he can't play, C.J. Beathard would get the start. The Browns, meanwhile, 7-5. and five. They're trying to chase the Ravens as well in the AFC North. Joe Flacco started for them last week, J.J., and I'm not sure who's going to be starting this week if Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who can clear concussion protocol. So I really don't know who's going to be quarterbacking both teams, but one thing's for sure, the Jaguars also lost Christian Kirk to a core muscle injury. That's a major loss to their offense, and I know that Browns defense is top in the NFL for a reason. They're playing at home, and that's why I'm going to roll with Cleveland here, J.J., 23-17 to over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Browns are coming off of an ugly loss on Sunday. They know they have to reset things, get that rushing attack going with Kareem Hunt. So give me the Browns. Oh, man. Um, it's tough playing in Cleveland. Um, I, I played there a couple of times, and around this time of year, it's always tough to play any opponent because they have enough film and stuff on you too. But I think Jacksonville may be able to sneak this one off. I think they may be able to sneak in there with the quarterback. He hasn't had much film, a lot of things on him. I know he does a lot of things different from um, Trevor Lawrence. But I like the defense from Jacksonville, even though despite they gave up um, the loss that they did last night. But I think defensively they have enough in their firepower on the defensive line and the front seven to take care of business, stop the run of the Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco is a very veteran quarterback that understands what's at risk and what he needs to do as well, too. So I know he's going to take calculated risks. But I like Jacksonville here to be able to go into Cleveland and pull it off for Trevor Lawrence. So give me Jacksonville to take care of business. Panthers, Saints, Carolina 1-11, made a coaching change a couple of weeks ago. Saints 5-7. A lot of fans are putting heat on Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. In fact, Derek Carr is in concussion protocol after sustaining a second concussion in three weeks, according to Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And then he's also being checked out for rib injury, J.J. So we could see Jameis Winston on Sunday against a 1-11 Carolina team. The Saints... They are a game back of the Atlanta Falcons as well. They understand the significance of winning out during this stretch. They want to give themselves an opportunity to play in the playoffs. It's going to have to come as a divisional winner because NFC South is not good. So they're not going to get a, they're unlikely, I'll put it that way, to get a wild card spot. But New Orleans, I think they get the job done here, JJ. Whether Derek Carr plays or whether it's Jameis Winston, they're at home at the Caesar Superdome. You know that it's a very hostile environment, one of the most difficult places to play. Alvin Kamara continues to carry that offense, along with Chris Olave and Taysom Hill being that gadget runner he is. So New Orleans backs against the wall. They answer the bell. They get the win here, 24-10 to over Carolina. Yeah, I like New Orleans Saints, too. Defensively, they do some great things up front. Um, and Demario Davis, Demario Davis, he does a great job of kind of being the centerpiece for that and vocal piece for that. He's been doing it for a very good, a very long time. Cameron Jordan coming off the edge as well, too. So give me New Orleans Saints here at home to take care of business. Texans 7-5, and five, a game back of the Jaguars in the AFC South, taking on the Jets, who are 4-8. and eight. And I just feel bad, J.J. This Jets defense puts it on the line every single week. They're a top-10 unit. They're creating turnovers, but they just cannot get that offense figured out with Nathaniel Hackett. And then they're changing quarterbacks. It's a quarterback carousel 
there in New York with Tim Boyle to Simeon and Zach Wilson. And all thanks to the injury to Aaron Rodgers. And now this morning, it looks like they're going to bring in Brett Ripien from the Seahawks practice squad. And they're releasing Tim Boyle. So they're not sure who's going to be their starter. Perhaps Brett Ripien is going to get the start for the Jets on Sunday. So who knows what's going on. Houston is trending in the right direction. And while I do think this Jets defense always gives them a chance to pull off an upset, Houston is firing on all cylinders. C.J. Stroud, 20 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Nico Collins is breaking out as well. He's got 991 receiving yards, 6 touchdowns. I know they lost Tank Dell, but Noah Brown, Robert Woods, and then Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary in offense, I think will help counter that. Give me the Texans here, J.J., 24-13 to over the New York Jets. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's got some things cooking down there. Um, if you rewind back when they played Pittsburgh, and I chose them over Pittsburgh, um, it was some things that they flashed and shown. It was only a matter of time when you get a, a coach that actually played and understand his team and understand what it takes to get down the line and, and have very success over the San Fran, too. So I like what Houston, Texas is brewing. I think C.J. Stroud is finding his finding his stride, and I think the defense is, is speeding off of it. And they, like I said, they got a lot of momentum right now and doing a lot of great things uh, as a complete team to take care of business. So give me Houston here. Give me Houston as well, too. Rams, Ravens, L.A. 6-6. Six and six. Don't look now, but they're starting to get hot when they have Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, and Stafford firing in all cylinders. Kyron Williams as well has almost got 700 yards rushing, seven touchdowns on the season. This is a dangerous team now, J.J. Puka Nakua over 1,000 yards receiving, four touchdowns. The rookie out of BYU continues to impress, but they got their stiffest challenge of the season going to Baltimore to take on a Ravens team that's fresh off a bye, 9-3. Currently chasing that number one seed in the AFC right behind the Miami Dolphins. So this is a very critical, important matchup. For the Rams and the NFC as they look to get into the playoffs and the Ravens as well for their seating. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And trying to fend off the Browns and the Steelers in the AFC North. So, JJ, I like Baltimore here. I think they're able to get healthy over the bye week. Lamar Jackson and then Gus Edwards. Keaton Mitchell, his emergence on offense has been really fun to watch. Zay Flowers, 
I think he's putting himself in position for rookie offensive rookie of the year. And uh, I like Baltimore here to get the job done. That defense is nasty for Baltimore. I think they'll get after Matthew Stafford, create some turnovers. And Lamar Jackson and the Ravens get out of there with a victory. 26-17 to 17 over the L.A. Rams. Yeah, this is this is quarter four for the season. Um, and, and, you know, when quarter four comes around, the, the mindset changes because it's time to get to start shaping your focus and start doing some great things. We have to play elite football at this point in our, um, in that time because every game is crucial for the playoff picture as well as um, as well as just showing who we are in this point of the season. So uh, like the Rams, I think they know what challenge they got that they got they got going to Baltimore. I know Baltimore's fresh. Uh, they got these players fresh. And um, I like Baltimore here, man. They defensively, they do a lot of great things and throw a lot of things at you. And I know Matthew Stafford is, is playing some great ball, and the Rams are playing some great ball right now. But going into Baltimore right now in December um, and, and taking care of business, I like Baltimore as well. Vikings Raiders at Allegiant Stadium, 305 kickoff. Vikings 6-6, six and six, firmly in the NFC wildcard playoff picture. The Raiders 5-7 and seven on the outside looking in, but things aren't over for them in Antonio Pierce just yet. I have to say, JJ, the Raiders, they have played like a different team since Pierce has taken over. They're a tough, physical bunch that were up on Kansas City for one moment last week, and they lost that one. But Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, I got to tell you what, because Minnesota and what they showed last time they were out in primetime and Joshua Dobbs, turning over the ball consistently. I'm not sure who will be starting at quarterback for them. I know Kevin O'Connell said their options are open with Jaron Hall, the rookie, and there's also Nick Mullins. Regardless of who it is, I want to roll with Raider Nation here, JJ, to get the win at home. I think they're playing for Antonio Pierce. They're unified in the locker room. I like the Raiders to get the job. Give me the score, 27-20, to the Raiders. Oh, man, not so fast. I'm going to go Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm not off the Josh Dobbs train quite yet. He did some great things. And, yes, uh, we, we sometimes you go out and you, you have some mistakes in some games. I understand he, had, he didn't have the best performance that he's typically had, but still on the short leash. He got traded literally two games, three games, three weeks ago. And, and he's still learning the system and understanding what's going on. I think he had another full week underneath his belt. The more time you get to develop, the more time you get to build the chemistry with your guys. I think things will click and do a lot better. So I like the Vikings here. Uh, just quite frankly, after Josh Dobbs, uh, Josh Dobbs is underneath the center. I hope he is. Um, I, I want to go with the Vikings here. 49ers, Seahawks, San Francisco, 9-3, and three, coming off a romping of the Philadelphia Eagles. Seattle coming off that loss to the Dallas Cowboys. They're 6-6. Six and six. They know that they need to win out in a jam-packed NFC for the wild-card playoffs, J.J. I like San Francisco, man. It's it's hard to go against them based on what they've shown when they're at full health ever since they've come out of that bye week now winning four consecutive games. This is a team that you do not want to face. I know this is a divisional matchup, but Brock Purdy is is finally firing on all cylinders. McCaffrey's over 1,000 yards. Ayuk, Depot Samuel showcasing what he's able to do. And then defensively, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, they're going to get after Geno Smith. So give me the Niners here. 31 to 17 over Seattle. Right now, San Francisco, they're just too much of a handful for Seattle to deal with. Yeah, uh, the 49ers right now are playing some real, real good football. Um, I think they're shaping up. They got everybody back. 
Um, Brock Purdy is doing a good job of spreading the ball out um, to his receivers. The running game is doing good. The O-line is strong. Defensive front-up line, they can come at you for different angles from the defensive end, from Chase Young um, to Boza to Randy Gregory and everybody else, too, and the linebacker in the secondary is intact, too. So give me 49ers here to take care of business at home. Bills 6-6, six and six, Chiefs 8-4. and four. Chiefs dropped an ugly game to the Packers on Sunday night. They return home to take on a desperate Bills team that is 6-6, six and six, understanding that they have a brutal stretch down the month of December. So Buffalo needs to start stacking wins. Kansas City understands that they have dropped to the four seed in the AFC, or the three seed rather, and so they know they have their work cut out for them, J.J., who do you like in this one? Do you think the Kansas City Chiefs rebound here, or do you like the Bills? Um, you know, I, I was on the short end of the stick when Kansas, I went against Kansas, Kansas City against Miami. And I think Buffalo do have what it takes, but I do think sometimes, too, Josh Allen getting his own way and forcing some things, and the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs is playing some great ball. I know this Kansas City Chiefs is not as powerful as they have been, but when they come home, I think they do a good job. I think Mahomes is going to circle around, rally his troops, understand what they have at stake, understand what they need to do moving forward. And I like Kansas City here at home um, just because you're not going to beat Mahomes twice, see him losing two in a row. So give me Kansas City here in a very, very close one at home to take care of business. Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs here, but it's really not because of the offense. Surprisingly, right? Usually we always pick the Chiefs because of Mahomes and the offense, but I'm taking the Chiefs because of that defense. As you mentioned, I know they lost Brian Cook, their starting safety. Looked like he suffered a brutal injury, but the way they've been playing in that front seven, JJ, is pretty impressive. As long as you got Chris Jones in the middle, you got Derek Nottie, you got Mike Dana on the outside, George Karloftis, Willie Gay in the middle, and then we'll see what Drew Tranquil's status is. He went off with a concussion, but the secondary has been really good. LeJarrius Sneed, McDuffie, and Justin Reed. So I think they're able to, once again, turn over Josh Allen. He does get in his own way with those turnovers, 13 interceptions on the season. And Buffalo's defense has been very leaky due to injuries. So give me the Kansas City Chiefs at home. 28-24 to 24 over the Buffalo Bills. I think it'll be a fun one to watch. Allen Mahomes, but Kansas City at home is a little bit of a different team, and they're tougher, so I'll roll with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Broncos Chargers, Denver 6-6, six and six, Chargers 5-7. and seven. Brandon Staley is on the hot seat, J.J., as he's been for much of the season. The Chargers need a win to stay in playoff contention, especially being in early December. I have to say, I like what Herbert's done, but this Denver Broncos team, even though they lost to Houston, they showed grit. They were on a three or four game winning streak. They never gave up in Houston. I like Denver, and I think Sean Payton has this team headed in the right direction. Javante Williams on the ground. So give me Denver here, 26 to 20 over the Chargers. I'm taking the Road Dogs. Yeah, I like Denver here. They've done some great things over the last few weeks. I think Sean Payton. Um, and Russell Wilson has got on the same page as far as uh, play calling. I think they understand that, hey, you know, we have to utilize what we got defensively. They already had a strong unit defensively to take care of some business. They got one of the strongest corners in the game right now, Patrick Sertan. And the Chargers uh, just been kind of up, up and down inconsistent right now, like you say. Uh, Coach Staley, uh, it's a sad situation to be in the hot seat with a team with so much potential and and so much talent on that on that on that um, on that team. So give me Denver here to take care of business. I think I think they've kind of been in the shadow and they're kind of sneaking in underneath underneath the radar. So give me Denver here as well. 
Sunday night football. Philadelphia Eagles 10-2, Dallas Cowboys 9-3, a rematch once again. Meeting number one went to the Eagles. Meeting number two will decide who is atop the NFC East. Dak Prescott playing like an MVP candidate, 26 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. And then for the Philadelphia Eagles, coming off a loss, but you know that they're a talented team. Defensively, they need to shore some things up. But Jalen Hurts is always going to come through with a top performance on a big stage. This is primetime at AT&T Stadium. A banger, JJ, to watch. I am nervous for this one. I hope my Dallas Cowboys show up ready to go. I know you're going to be fired up with your Cowboys jersey on on Sunday night. We're going to be fired up, man. But this is the most important game to date for both teams, really. But more importantly, the Dallas Cowboys, since they're currently a game back of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, JJ, the Cowboys are riding hot on a win streak. And Dak Prescott, man, he continues to answer the bell. We've talked a lot about Dak Prescott going back to before week one on how he needs to learn how to play on the biggest stages. Well, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Man, listen, I think Dak Prescott, like I always told you, he was a top five, top ten quarterback to me. He's always somebody I had a chance, opportunity to play with him. He was a guy that faced adversity at a very early age and did a lot of great things with that. Um, in football, you're going to have adversity. You're going to have some things that go up and go down. And we know the Cowboys get the most scrutiny out of anybody team in there. But that team has sat back and they responded week to week. They understand what's at task. They understand the goal that they want to get done. And they, they put their whole time and attention towards that. And I like what I'm seeing from this Dallas Cowboys team. And I think Philly, for they 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 rolled the wagon for a while, but I think some teams have kind of figured them out defensively and offensively as well too. So I think for us, what we need to do is get in the for us to to push over and get what we need to get. Special teams are going to have to help us in this game as well too. So I like my Dallas Cowboys here. I like what Dak Prescott has done. I like the running game that we're getting with the one-two punch. I like the cornerback situation that we have out wide. And I think we just match up personnel-wise perfect with them. And we know what's at stake right here. And we know how it is with those Eagles. We don't like them, never liked them, but we always do what we got to do when we play against them, especially when I was playing. So I'm excited for this, this team, and I like my Dallas Cowboys here to take care of business. I think they're going to get revenge here. They're going to even the season series at 1-1 as well. I like the Dallas Cowboys to keep on rolling. They've won 14 consecutive games at home. Make it 15 on Sunday night, and here's why. I think Micah Parsons is going to show up looking to wreak havoc against this Eagles team. He was a little bit quiet in the first matchup, but this is a game for Micah Parsons to put a stamp on it defensively. I am a little bit concerned, JJ, about the secondary. Gilmore Bland got toasted by DK Metcalf last Thursday night. And you know Philadelphia does not lack firepower at wide receiver with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So I am a little bit concerned about how they're going to try to slow them down. I do think this is a high-scoring game. Philly's defense has had their struggles, and they've been woeful in the secondary as well. So this is a game for Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb to go crazy again. Jake Ferguson's been getting involved. Pollard, Rico Dowdle, and Brandon Cooks. How about that? Finally coming on late. They're mm-hmm. figuring out ways how to get him the ball down the field. So I like the Cowboys in a shootout, 31-27 over the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be another nail-biter, J.J., but as you said, this is a game for Dallas to put up or shut up, and I think they're able to get the job done finally in prime time. 
Yeah, it's time, man. And like I say, it's no better time than the extra time right now. And like you say, for all the reasons for Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and those guys to pin their ears back and get out there, very good Philadelphia team here to show them that, hey, if they're going to go through the NFC, it's got to come through Cowboys, baby. So I'm excited for this game, and I'm, I can't wait to watch this Cowboys get after it. Well, let's see how the chips fall for sure. Let's go, Cowboys. will be a big game Sunday night. Now, Monday, there's two games, J.J., Titans 4-8, Dolphins 9-3. I think we're both on the same page here. Miami Dolphins, they are rolling Tua, Tyreek Hill. The Titans, I know they're starting Will Levis. Derrick Henry's still having a pretty good season, 841 yards, 8 touchdowns. But Tennessee just lacks the firepower right now. Going on the road to Miami, a team that is just continuing to throttle its opponents. They're the number one seed in the AFC. I don't think they're going to give that up this week. Give me the Dolphins big in this one, 30-16 to 16 over the Titans. Yeah, Miami Dolphins right now is a team in number one seed in the AFC right now. Uh, I think they're going to do a good job of holding on to it. And like you say, for all of the reason, man, they're just clicking on all cylinders right now, offensively and defensively too. So give me the Dolphins here to take care of business on Monday Night Football. Packers, Giants, this is the uh, second part of the doubleheader. Green Bay, JJ, I got to tell you what, yes. man, this team is heating up. At the right time, a lot of credit should go to, of course, Jordan Love. LaFleur, I think, has really gotten something figured out on offense, and that's because they've been playing without Aaron Jones, who's their number one weapon on offense. But a lot of young receivers getting involved there for Jordan Love, including Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, and they currently are without Luke Musgrave at tight end, their rookie. But they are a team to keep an eye on as we get into December because there's their rest of the schedule looks favorable for the Green Bay Packers. And if they can go 4-1 and one these final five games, I think they're definitely in the playoffs as a wild card team. And that defense is starting to play a little bit better, and that's because Jair Alexander hasn't even been active. And so when they get him back, they're going to be even more bolstered. Bottom line, I think this Packers team can make some noise because they have the DNA to do it. And Jordan Love continues to ascend. They're playing on another level right now. They look like they have a good amount of cohesion, JJ. So give me Green Bay here to win this one, 27-16 over the Giants. Man, did you see? If you watched the game, um, I'm pretty sure you have. But that game was pretty impressive to watch them, the way they put up points against a very good Chiefs defense. Um, my hat's off to Green Bay Packers. This team here's a scary team right now. They're heating up at the right time. They're playing some good uh, football far as December. Um, if you look at um, Matt LaFleur and his his record right now, I think he's like 16-0 in December. And, man, they're playing lights out right now. And um, those young receivers are stepping up in a very, very big way for Jordan Love. And then once they get, hopefully, Aaron, Aaron Jones back, there's going to be a scary team, man, to step into. But I like everything Green Bay is doing. My hat's off to that team to, to fight through the resilience and to fight through the noise and everything else and um, to go out here and to keep playing the way that they keep fighting and playing. When you got a team that's fighting and they believe in each other and had nothing to lose, it's a scary team. So give me Green Bay here well, with a big win against the Giants. Now, it doesn't mean I like Green Bay. You know that I have a disdain for them. Oh, but, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I agree, man. They're a dangerous team right now, J.J., and, and they're a team that we got to keep tabs on and now have to take notice as the playoff picture continues to unfold. But that is week number 14, J.J. A lot of good matchups, a lot at stake every single week. In fact, 
The 49ers, Eagles, and Cowboys all have potential to clinch a playoff berth here in Week 14. I did post it up on my uh, Pro Football Chase. If you want to go check it out, there's a whole long list of different scenarios that those three teams can clinch a playoff berth. But bottom line is, we're already at that point in the season, JJ, where it is pivotal every single game and every single result. So looking forward to seeing some good football this weekend. It's great to have you back on the show again, brother. Enjoyed it as always. And how about them Cowboys? Yes, sir. How about them Cowboys, baby? And the Iceman, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be on here with you, man. I thank you. And uh, it's been so good. I've been, I've been, I've been chewing at the chops to get back on here, man. So thank you for having me back on. I'm excited what the future has. And man, look, listen, there's some good football right now. It's December football. So let's sit back. Let's watch it. And I can't wait to recap next week. That sounds like a plan, brother. Well, take care. God bless and have a great rest of the day. All right. Mute you, man. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.